Ice cream, taboo books, and rainbow panties. June can't be far off. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Hello, everybody. Tim Bennett here, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Mr. John T. Nash. We are TFG Unbuttoned here every Tuesday. And it's our 20-minute podcast of three stories that caught our eye during the week that we'd like to share with you. And that we're brought to you each week by our friends at Critics' Choice Video. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. And uh, starting tomorrow, they've got a site-wide sale going on, which we'll talk about in a little bit toward the end of our show. But uh, Mr. Nash, how are you? Welcome to, well, it's uh, today uh, is the last day of May, but uh, welcome to Jim. <laughs> now, we had Memorial Day. Did you have a hot dog or a hamburger? Nobody's cooking hot dogs and hamburgers anymore. Everybody does chicken or something, some, you know, above meat or beyond meat or whatever it's called. Does anybody just do a hamburger and hot dog anymore besides my parents? Uh, hamburgers, yes. I haven't had a hot dog in a long time. And you know, a hot dog on a grill, it'd be, it's cool. That's a great idea because you can buy the kind of hot dog you want, right? You could buy like great hot dogs. You can, some of them are, uh, yeah, I, I would not mind a hot dog actually, especially with a little bit of spicy mustard. I like the Costco dogs, but I got to tell you the last time I was at Costco, I was very disappointed with the price hikes and I just got culture. I just got price shock at the grocery store right before Memorial day when shopping. And there's this creamer that I buy that was always about $4 and something, $6 and 29 cents. Yeah. Yeah. I, how could creamer <laughs> go up that much? Yeah. I went to the grocery store the other day uh, to pick up a bunch of things and the bag came to like whatever I was, it was, I could care. Like it was around the corner. I was here in the city. It was like 40 some dollars. And I really puzzled about it for a while until I looked at two items that really, really set the tone and made me realize that you can be very careful with food shopping. Mm -hmm. um, there's a box of cookies, these social teas that I get sometimes. That was five forty. What do you do with those? Aren't they a shortbread thingy? That they're like a they're more they're more like an animal crackery kind. Yeah, what of do cookie. you do with those? I just I have a couple now and then. They're 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 like just flat and dry. <laughs> God, and a little sweet. I was gonna say you, you and the old lady down the street. What the hell is buying social teas? I'm gonna write that down. Social yeah. Teas. In fact, I, you know, I was at this. Well, anyway, and I this other item that I got. I forget what it was, <laughs> but it was four fifty nine or something. And again, it was an item you didn't need. It was. It might have been a, a snack or something. Everything else was okay. Green beans, baked, like some potatoes. Everything else seemed okay, but it was certain items that have just jumped up. You know, on the social tea front, I was at the grocery store upstate and I, I saw the, they, they don't have them sometimes. And I'm walking down the aisle and uh, to your old lady point, <laughs> I, I said out loud, I said, oh my God, they have social teas. The pandemic's <laughs> over. Well, and, I, did you? And this old lady who's walking towards me just smiles because she heard me and I'm thinking, oh, she's going to reach for a box herself. Well, that's like I walked down the aisle and, and uh, when we used to have Aunt Barbara on over at Sirius XM. The uh, she used to eat chicken in a basket, that cracker. Yes, and yes. I, I saw a whole bunch of them, and I actually bought a box. I thought I, I've got to taste these things; they're horrible, I think. But uh, anyway, I bought them just because of Aunt Barbara and her talking about them all the time. And then the other thing: Do you use deodorant? Obviously, you use deodorant. What type of deodorant yeah, do yeah. you use? Well, I use what you use: Old Spice. Um, you know, high endurance. Now I can't find it. The classic. They've stopped making it, and I even went online to look. 
Really? So they've got all these flavors. You know, so I just wanted, so they have the regular classic one, which quite frankly doesn't hold up for me anymore as I guess as I get old, as I sweat a lot. And, and uh, the high endurance is a better formula, I think. But uh, I can't find high endurance, high endurance classic. And they want you to buy Swagger or In the Woods or Snowy Owl or Great Bear, whatever the hell they're naming these things. And they're all five or six dollars. So I got mad. So I had to change and I got some other sort of deodorant from England. But that damn thing was five dollars and something a little. I know. I know. But I don't yeah. understand what's happened with Old Spice. I don't know why they got rid of the, the classic. The classic endurance. It, it, next time you're in the store, look. I bet you won't find it. If you find some, get me some. Uh, all right. Well, I, I usually, I find it usually, it's like a two pack. Like they have that. Yeah, I used to do it. It's always at the bottom. It. It's at the bottom. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> it's always at the bottom because it mustn't be a very popular. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you would get two of them for $4 or whatever the no- yes, number would be. It lasts for a long time. And they do put, they do still do the classic. Uh, and I can't do antiperspirant because that just clogs your pores. So I want the deodorant okay. high endurance, but they have classic regular, which was what our dads would have used back in 1960. But um, they don't have the high endurance one for some reason, and I'm 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 very upset by the whole thing. And then Harry's came out with with a deodorant too that I saw, and they had that on sale for four something. So I picked up one of those as an emergency. I don't know what that'll smell like. Everything seems to have a sandalwood or cedarwood or some sort of smell like that. I don't mind sandalwood. Yeah, I don't mind that, but other scents do bother me. So, but you know anyway. what the you know what the scent is of Old Spice? I had no idea until I read it because when I was looking online, it? could you have a guess? No, they said it's a, a mint. Some- well, well, you're close. They said it was a very distinct um, scent that uh, no one's been able to ever really replicate. I guess it's like Coca Cola. The um, it, it's clove and citrus. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So there, I like that. Yeah, so there you go. So as uh, we hope everyone is uh, ready for the kickoff of, of uh, I guess it's the kickoff of the summer season, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, as uh, we mentioned earlier on, we've got three stories. And not only is it summer season, but it's also Pride and also our, the newest holiday that uh, President Biden had signed into law, Juneteenth. And that, that actually is where our first story comes from. So the headline is Walmart apologizes for selling Juneteenth, Juneteenth ice cream. So Walmart attempted to commemorate Juneteenth with a new ice cream that didn't go over so well. So for anyone that, um, that doesn't know, on June 19th, which is now a federal holiday, as I said, uh, the president signed a bill. It's the, uh, oldest US cele- it was the oldest U.S. celebration of the end of slavery, which... Uh, marked the day in 1865 when Union soldiers arrived in Galveston, Texas, and informed the residents that the Civil War was over. I think two years after it was really over, right? Correct, yeah. So uh, particularly in the African-American community, there's always a celebration similar to parties, picnics, of what you would do around, around uh, I guess, similar to a Fourth of July celebration. So Walmart decided to capitalize, like any organization. I don't think they were doing it... Um, viciously or 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 being um disrespectful about it but it it fell flat right in terms of what they decided to do oh totally totally yeah um you know and this is i gotta tell you i looked at the packaging i think their heart was in the right place and there was good intention but um i don't know (laughs) i didn't i don't associate juneteenth with ice cream i know it's a 
celebratory moment, you know, the announcement of the, you know, the conclusion of the civil war, albeit a little late. Um, but a lot of people were like, Hey, you could celebrate this by shopping specifically black owned ice cream brands, like uh cream, malicious ice cream, for example, right. which comes from target. Um, so this was kind of an oddball thing to me. And someone went into a store actually, and they wanted to buy like, uh, one of these pints or something. And the guy said, no, it's not for sale, unavailable for purchase. Right. And they're going to be throwing that ice cream out, <laughs> which seems like a sad waste to me. Here we go again, right? right? Like, what? Can't you donate that? If, we, if you ignore the fact that it says Juneteenth, isn't it still ice cream? Or right? send it to the hospitals or schools or something. Yeah. The um, and the other thing about it was that uh, they talked about. You mentioned Cream Malicious, which is a uh, a black owned uh, business, and they said you know support it. The other thing people were also upset about was this flavor, which was a red velvet cheesecake also was a flavor that this black owned company had come up with. So it was a double whammy there that not only did they rip off the Juneteenth idea, they also ripped off the black owned uh, company's combination of flavors and they had a bunch of them. And then somebody on Twitter <laughs> wrote and said, uh, this is what happens when you don't have, have uh, a diverse workforce or having your DEI committee look at uh, what you're about to do. And they say, can you imagine a company creating an ice cream flavor commemorating the end of the Holocaust. Companies should yeah. really think through about how they recognize Juneteenth. This is why it's important to hire diverse perspectives. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there you go with, with Walmart. So they stubbed their toe. The uh, Speaking of another company that stubbed their toe, Happy Pride, John. I know the Pride... Uh, happy Pride, the leprechaun, the leprechaun is appearing. Is coming and, and we'll hear that all of June. We're going to have to get recordings. Get used to it, yeah. Get used to it. So as we... As we plow forward, I, I was thinking there are so many stories. There's a backup of June Pride stories and missteps that we'll be able to take the whole month, probably. So this one came from State Farm, and I'd, you had found this, and uh, I had seen this as well. And uh, the headline is, State Farm launches a program to distribute LGBTQ books to kindergartners, which is somewhat of a misleading headline. And mm -hmm. yeah, then somewhat. <laughs> Then the yeah. next day, State Farm abandons LGBTQ children's book program after whistleblower email leak. And so for me, as I started reading this, there, there was a, and, and I know you've done some research, so I'll let you, you explain it further. But to me, this wasn't no, so much about LGBTQ books and getting them into schools. This was about a discussion around gender, right? And yeah, so, yeah, so this, it was with a gender cool project. So what did you find out about that group? This is kind of an interesting one. So this project with state state farm was partnering with the gender cool project and uh, they were going to release these LGBTQ books. As Tim just said, the, the, the news got out and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But um, gender, the gender cool project itself, if you go to their website, um, they actually produce a whole bunch of books for kids, namely like a series here. And the basically it's the three book series they wanted to give away to these State Farm agents and like a kid's book. And the titles are things like a kid's book about trans, being transgender, a kid's book about being inclusive, a kid's book about being non-binary. And this was the three book bundle that they would give to State Farm agents who could then donate them to a school or a library, or they could do something with parents and kids. Um, the Gender Cool Program is a not-for-profit organization, and you can visit their site at gendercool.org. The minute I came here and I started reading about this, I'm like, well, this is really cool, but it, I, I did pause, and I, I know that um, 
that I'll be lambasted for saying that because I'm a gay man and I should know better, I suppose. But this is the kind of thing that someone gets in their mailbox or their inbox or they're, they're told on social media. And if they don't research it carefully, and I do mean carefully, <laughs> then the apparent, the, the look of this is that, oh my God, you know, you're, you're giving these kids books about transgender, being transgender and inclusive and non-binary, they're kids. And, um, and this is for f- children ages five plus. And, and, I don't know how many of you know five-year-olds. Uh, they're really obsessed with toys and <laughs> running around, playing games, right. having fun. So the backlash came very quickly, and uh, State Farm immediately ceased the program. And they took it a step further, actually, when their um, one of their uh, communications people said, "We're severing ties with. We're not going to be aligned with Gender Cool." And I read that, and I thought, "Wow, um, you know." That's that's a big misstep, a huge misstep, not only for the Gender Cool or project, right? But whoever they were working with at at State Farm, like how would this have ever gotten to this point, right? Well, it goes to, and you and I have seen this um, 15, 20 years ago, where you get some, I don't want to say it's an activist internal employee or something, but you get somebody who just goes full steam ahead and expects that because the company has maybe taken a stand and or is pro LGBTQ or pro diversity or whatever and you don't look at the context of everything because i think one of their things was you know our conversations about gender and identity should happen at home with parents well we know that's not going to happen either right probably a lot <laughs> my of my parents never talked to us about sex no so, let alone yeah. gender so that's <laughs> not going to happen but it sounds like there was a, a person within the marketing or diversity organization, area organization yeah. that sent this thing out looking for you know five agents at each place of the 550 and they're going to donate these books and, and to them somebody who's younger right now might think well it's no big deal we're accepted we're you know we're here we're queer get used to it sort of thing right and mm-hmm. uh, it totally backfired. And so the, I was surprised, though, the chief diversity officer, and they said, and vice president of public affairs announced the cancelization of the project. You and I have seen this with agencies that were competitors that stubbed their toe with some Fortune 10 brands by doing something mm-hmm. quite similar. Yep. And you have to really cross your T's and dot your I's and know your audiences and prepare for things. And this was one of these things that I think got away from State Farm. And uh, that's why I said I think the headline was confusing because I looked and said, oh, LGBTQ books. Well, it was a little different than that. Yeah, well, specifically, I'm looking at one of the passages from the book here. And what, this book is called Non-Binary, one of the three book bundles. And it's about a, a character. Notice how they say a character named Gia. Like, right. Okay, I get that. And here's, uh, G- Gia is introduced to young readers as a transgender girl who uses she and her pronouns. Okay. And then when you're born, a doctor looks at you and says, it's a boy or it's a girl based on your body. But gender isn't that simple. You see, when I was born, the doctor said it's a boy, but that wasn't true, Gia narrates. Now, this is all fine. This is, th- this is a, this is a um, smart, you know, nuanced right. look at that. But when you lift that out, and, and, and any, anybody who has a mindset that wants to, to push back against any of this would look at this, and, and they would flag it right away. I mean, you know, that, so I'm not saying it's bad or good. It's, I'm neutral about this. But if you want fodder for the culture wars, I, I just read it to you, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's, right, it's right there. So that, 
And that's it's unfortunate that um, that State Farm pulled the whole project. I think they probably they, it doesn't say about any particular backlash overall. But um, I'm curious as to what really. Oh, they got a lot of they got pushed back quick. And, and when that um, that chief diversity officer, I mean, when you read something that says uh, we will no longer support that program, yeah. If you're the director of development at Gender Cool, if if you're anybody related to if any of these relationships that were built over, you know, this doesn't take a day. This was months of work to get to this point, right? With a major mm -hmm. corporation. Boom, blown up in a second flat because of the kind of misstep you talk about earlier. And this should have been vetted a lot sooner. Right. But hey. Every Hyundai dealer every Yeah. Every every Peugeot dealership will fly a rainbow flag. Yeah. Uh, probably not. Maybe not. You know, and and <laughs> well, best intentions, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just go awry. And it's because I think people are either thinking. I don't know. I, I, I've had conversations with folks from a, two years ago who think we're, that we were post-gay. Well, guess what? We're not, you know? <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, with all those anti-gay anti, anti -gay bills mm -hmm. that are coming, yeah. full steam ahead. The, uh, the, the, last, um, the last article I had seen as well, and I guess it's global because I went poking around to try to find some of the items. I'm going to get you a pair of rainbow panties or a jockstrap. You and Bob can run around the house, play cat and mouse. But um, so the headline was Calvin Klein releases its Pride Month 2022 collection featuring rainbow underwear. So they're releasing this um, this campaign called This Is Love. So on the band where it would say Calvin Klein, they say This Is Love. I had trouble when I went to the website trying to find it without really hunting and pecking for it. Did you eventually find some of I it? I did find some of it. And they had legendary John Waters uh and Mink Stoll, actually, and one of the <laughs> Mink Stoll, seriously, sitting there with these two, um, with their underwear, with the band showing. And I thought to myself, you know, when I think of Calvin Klein, I immediately think of John Waters. No, I think of Marky yeah. Mark, Mark or whatever. Yeah. But they have these very um, uh, real people sort of models, I guess, similar to what Abercrombie and Fitch was trying to do. And these various types of pride clothing. And they've, they had one thing that was a translucent skirt. And uh, I thought, well, and hot pink. They did have a very cool denim hot pink jacket, which I thought was really, really kind of cool. But this underwear and stuff, the colors. Do you remember the old uh, IMAX screensavers where it did all that mushy color, whatever? Uh -huh, all the clothes seemed to look like that. It was kind of a, 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 um, a very technical tie-dye almost. Like not the cool 60s tie-dye, almost this kind of merge of pastel -y colors. I quite frankly was surprised about the look of the clothing maybe i'm just too old and uh, i didn't quite understand the uh the look of the things yeah i'm looking at their site now oh, i like that well i like the model i'm not sure i like the brief <laughs> so are you, are you gonna run out john and get a pair of rainbow panties no but you know some of the briefs are kind of fun underwear can be fun right um I, of course you didn't you did you mention that they of course have a jock strap right a song or a yeah i said i was gonna get one for you and bob you run around the yard mm, yep, there okay no oh, that's what you right okay i was i was looking Paying at the john attention. waters ming stole picture when you said that um i found it fairly quickly uh how did you, you do know, how did you do it because i clicked on the link they have there and i guess it's uk uh us australia a few other places yeah, the one I'm at, I think, is a .ca for uh, Canada. Canada, yeah. yeah. And then something new I never heard of a bralette. Have you ever heard of a bralette? It looked to me like a sports bra. 
That, no, I and, and one of the male models is wearing a bralette in one of these pictures. Well, that's what you think, I think. Because there was a, like the one, so do, do you see the one in the translucent hot pink skirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a man. But if you actually blow that up, it, it's, um, I think the person's probably non-binary. Ah, could be. I'm not could so be. sure I'd look good in that skirt. Well, <laughs> do you want me to even, <laughs> even without you trying it on, do you want me to give you an opinion? No, I'm going to tell you now. No. You don't look good in the skirt. I'll wait till after Pride. It'll all go on sale. Pick it up. Pick up the merch half price. <laughs> pennies yeah. on the dollar. Then wear that to a Mark and Carl party. <laughs> like all the Trump 2020 gear. Yeah. Go pick it up for nothing. <laughs> Throw it away. Well, I don't care about your feelings, Trump 2024. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, head over to Calvin Klein. And the money is get, going to uh, to a good cause. Good cause. Yeah. And uh, But some of the clothing I, th- I thought, uh, you know, kind of cool. And I, I do love that they use John. John Waters and Mink Stoll, and uh, they've used some other folks as well. So even if you just take a look to uh, look at the clothes, it's uh, they're worth a gander over at CalvinKlein.com. So as I uh, mentioned earlier, uh, Critics' Choice Video has been with us since our start here on TFG Unbuttoned. You could also catch our show, The Focus Group, with Tim Bennett and John Nash on Wednesdays. You'll find all of our programming at FocusGroupRadio.com. While you're there, you can click on the Critics' Choice Video logo. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. And they've got a site-wide sale going on uh, starting tomorrow, June 1st. June 1st. So be sure to and head you know, over there. Mr. Nash, you have your idea of a few things, don't you? Well, Tim and I, uh, several years ago, we collected a list of movies that we call Camp Focus Group. And it's specifically like a summer camp or campy for June, the Pride Month. A lot of them are hard to find. Movies that Tim and I loved from uh, the late 90s or the 90s into the early 2000s. It depends on whose catalog it's in, but some are hard to find. But of course, Critics' Choice has a lot, and I'm going to give you two that I recommend. And again, this is coming from my camp focus, our camp focus group list. The first is uh, the movie My Beautiful Laundrette. It's available on the Criterion Collection, which we know does a superb job. Stars Daniel Day-Lewis, Sassi Jaffrey, and Rashan Seth. And the description is, despite strong protests from all around, a young Pakistani man and his British boyhood friend become business partners and gay lovers in a prim and proper Margaret Thatcher Air England. So this film was released in 1985. It is, in fact, the first date that Bob and I went on was My Beautiful Entree. Really? <laughs> was it at an actual theater? Movie. Yeah, yeah. We, and we had an early bird special at the uh, Dallas BBQ, which would be a chicken. Uh, it's directed by Stephen Freer, so I highly recommend My Beautiful Andre. It's, it's a good film. It's well done. And uh, our, one of our friends at the marketing department um, over at Critics' Choice Video a while ago recommended this, and we loved it, and I would just recommend it again. It's uh, called Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood. It's about Scotty Bowers, Midwest farm boy who settled in L.A. after the World War II and soon fell into a decades-long career of covertly procuring or when not providing himself, sexual services to the women and men of the Hollywood elite. It's a fun documentary, and you know we love documentaries here on the Focus Group uh, Unbuttoned. So, Tim, you saw this, right? I did, and um, I, I loved how it kind of very matter-of-fact it was. It, what, what, oh. Wasn't it the, wasn't the wasn't there a Ryan Murphy film that was kind of a little bit oh, like Oh, that this? was the one on Netflix. It was a Hollywood thing, right? Yeah. And, and one of those guys worked there. It was a gas station that everybody right. went to. Right, yeah. And this was, yeah, this was kind of off that, wasn't it? Oh, it was totally a wink in this direction. Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood. So, 
We want to thank uh, Critics' Choice Video for being a partner of ours here on TFGM Bun. They're America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. You can get there by going to focusgroupradio.com to learn more about us. Click on the Critics' Choice Video logo. Thank you for spending time with us. Uh, we hope you had a great holiday weekend and enjoy the week ahead, and we'll see you in the new one. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.